SAFM Sports Wrap. This is South Africa's news and information leader and some uh, championship rugby to look forward to this weekend. The second round, uh, New Zealand hosting Australia and the Springboks are in Argentina. They take on the Argentines in Salta on Saturday night. We know what happened there last year. It wasn't uh, the best performance by the box, but the Argentines always do seem to lift their game when they are at home. We join now by a man who's no stranger to international rugby, former Springbok Brayton Paulson joins us. Brayton, welcome onto the show. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, my pleasure, Brad, and the listeners, thank you for having me. Brayton, we won on Saturday in uh, Port Elizabeth yeah. uh, fairly comfortably, but it's going to be a different story on Saturday night. Uh, the, the Argentines just seem to lift their game at home. They, they're a passionate bunch, and they love playing on, on home soil. <laughs> well, they, they're certainly a different bunch at home. You know, like you said, passionate, uh, uh, pretty much in your face a uh, whole day long, and, and certainly the crowd will also get behind them. And we all know that, you know, Salta is not a, is not a good hunting ground for us. But in saying that, you know, I've been very, very impressed by what I've seen from from the Springboks. And remember, it's a very young squad. You know, they got a young captain, and even after that, they got uh, leaders now like Kulisi, Jan Sefontaine, guys who are who are certainly now starting to find their feet. And what was good, uh, you know, to see about uh, the Springboks is that there's a quiet confidence brewing amongst the players, which we haven't seen. I mean, last year was catastrophic. We've seen all the changes week in and week out, uh, and, and with that kind of sort of uh, you know change. Um, you don't find stability, you don't find players who are, are certainly making their mark and, and certainly cement their, cement their places into the side. And what you've seen, uh, we haven't seen lots of, you know, sort of uh, dramatic changes, which is a really good thing for continuity. And that, to me, excites me a lot. Uh, you know, when last we see the, the consistency and the continuity in team selection from a book coach. Yeah, it makes a massive, massive difference. And uh, Alistair Gutierrez yeah. announcing that team today. Only one change, and it's injury in force. Ross Cornier out. We, yeah. we knew that. And Francois Hochart will start. Uh, you, your thoughts on, on the two players? W- will it affect the team much? Or not yeah, really? I, well, um, obviously, you know, Francois Hochart is a different kind of player. He's a, he's a guy who likes to, uh, you know, take on players around the rucks. Uh, you know, you get stuck into the forwards where Ross Cornier has shown that he's Mr. Consistency, Mr. Stability. Uh, he's, he's much more calm and he's more link between backs and forwards and he did the job really well. I think just what we needed at this time, you know, of the year going forward. And, and obviously Francois, he's played, played wing, uh, he's got the wealth of experience, uh, and he's played come up as well. But I, I think going into that game, you know, uh, you know, like Francois Ocard, he's going to be very careful in terms of how he wants to play his game. I think for him, uh, opportunities to, you know, just slot into the role and, and did what Ross did. Initially, said the first sort of half an hour, don't try and do too much, and then maybe the second half coming to, uh, coming onto his own. Because if you was come off, you need to stick to the plan of of, of 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 the coaching staff and the plan of the team. You can't sort of, you know, wander away. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we are on New Zealand where, where where they seem to somehow create chances for players in all positions where the 9 and 10 have the freedom. At the moment, we know we're still trying to find a feed. We are. We are going nicely at the moment, and I think Francois Ocart will be very wary uh, initially in the game, uh, not to get you know, carried away by what he can do. It's important now to play for the team first, and then the individual will certainly shine through later on. You mentioned the confidence and the continuity of selection and how that builds. Someone who did struggle and seems to be getting a lot better, and I think it is a confidence thing, is Elton Yankees at number 10. How is this yeah. change at Scrum Off going to affect him? Obviously, he's worked with Ross Cunier at the Lions yeah. over time, and that helps, but this yeah. combination? Yeah, combinations is key, and we've seen now with the box as well. You know, combinations in terms of, you know, lose two combinations, uh, center combinations, 9 and 10 is vital, and I think that's why... 
you know, Elton and Ross has been, uh, you know, solid for, for, for the Lions and the Bucks. So, again, we're going to have to wait and see. And unfortunately, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll obviously give my opinion on, on how I think they're going to go. But, uh, you know, these guys are professional. Like I said, they need to slot in and, and try and, and, and stick to the game plan and, and what, what's required of them. And again, you know, uh, I, I, I do think there's still much more room for improvement from, from uh, Elton Yankees. You know, we haven't seen the best of him. Uh, there's a little bit of inconsistency creeping into his game sometimes. And I think it's frustrating for, for, for the fans and, and for himself as well. And I think he wants to get it right. I think, you know, we need him as a player when, when the tips are down, he step up and he needs to take control of a game and, and try and run it like, like he can do. I mean, we've seen it, but like I said, the consistency hasn't been there. And that's what we need to be out in. Consistency and, 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 and make him believe that he actually is the man in the, you know, for the number 10 jersey and he wants to play for the next sort of four or five years in, in, in the book. A box jersey as well because obviously there's guys like Kevin Bosch and Andre Pollock coming back from injury as well. So this is a perfect opportunity for, for him to show the coach, you know, and, and the fans that, you know, he's, he's the main man. But unfortunately, just every now and again, there's a little lapse of concentration coming to his game and he seems to disappoint himself. Brayton, the, the Argentine forward pack has traditionally been very strong, very abrasive. Yep. Uh, the, the, our yep. front row on Saturday was very impressive, particularly Kuni Urstazen. I think it's yep. going to be different on Saturday. Our loose trio, uh, Kasim Kulisi and, and Krill, had a fantastic game, yep. plus Malcolm Marks. Do you think they're going to have as vital a role on Saturday once again? They will be key again. And it's, and it's good to see a, a book, um, you know, sort of eight back dominate again. Uh, I mean, the word dominance, we couldn't have used it last year or two with the box because they were over the place. And, and somehow, you know, the, the rest of the world caught up to us, our, you know, our physical, brutal sort of approach to any game. And, and it's great to see it back. And, and, you know, also the leadership sort of role of even Edson is, is, is turning him into, you know, sort of a, a fine player. You know, he's not as as cheeky, uh, you know, as he used to be looking for fights all the time and want to <laughs> kill people with a big uh, biceps of these. So he's much more common. He's doing his work and, and also doing more than his work. So for me, you know, Kolisi, Krill, and Kasim was really, really outstanding. Um, you know, last weekend they were chasing balls all day and especially Jacob Krill at the breakdown was, was really, really good and he was really a nuisance. You know, he was in the faces of the Argentines and that's going to happen. We're going to need those guys again this weekend because those guys, like I said, they get passionate. They get almost emotional, if you like. And, and I tell you what, I've played at some of those, um, you know, soccer stadiums uh, in, in Argentina where the crowd is hostile as well and people are in your face all day long. So, you know, you need to kind of handle that and you need to make sure that the nerves settle early on so you can do a job for your country and then obviously for your teammates. So uh, I'm looking forward to this one uh, purely because Argentina was not played and, and let's expect... Uh, you know, sort of uh, a revenge from them, kind of, and a fight back from them uh, that, that we haven't seen actually the last year or so. Yeah, and if there's tears during the anthem, it's going to be a tough one. We know that for yeah. sure for him. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, let's look at the, the other match, Brayton, if we can, just briefly. Yeah. New Zealand welcoming Australia. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that first half on Saturday between the, the All Blacks and the Wallabies, it was one-way traffic. Yeah. The All Blacks looking unbelievable. The Wallabies did yeah. pull it back slightly. Whether the, the New Zealanders took their foot off the gas or if it was that Australia played that well. But, I mean, they've, they're up against it. Yeah. And we look at the way the box are playing. Are, are we closing ground on, on that all-black side or are they still just head and shoulders above everyone else? And, and how do you think that one's going to go on Saturday? Well, mate, I can tell you one thing. I mean, I've worked in that game and I've, I've worked in a lot of all-black games and working on the one on Saturday again. Uh, at the moment, you know, uh, you get the all-blacks and then you get the rest. Uh, certainly, we are moving into the right direction and, and obviously if you watch the news that we've, we've closed down the gap we were at one stage seven we moved down to four in the rankings 
that not means much to me as well. But uh, I tell you what, you know, the way the All Blacks again performed uh, away from home, 14 points to six. Um, ahead at halftime. That, that is some doing and you, you have to appreciate how these guys go out week in, week out and dominate people and do what they want and, uh, with, I mean, without disrespect, but this is the way the All Blacks culture is, the habit of winning, uh, and, and just the, the confidence, you know, in all those players that they have and they have some skillful players. So, so, you know, uh, thankfully we, we, we sort of going slowly into the role, uh, and hopefully when we got, uh, get to them, when we meet them, you know, we will have a wealth of confidence and then ready to tackle them, but, uh, at home, you know, I can't see Australia as being a surprise. They will be competitive for about maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and, and then we will see the game, you know, sort of move into the Olympics direction. Uh, they certainly uh, a step ahead of a lot of teams uh, in world rugby and are still dominate, uh, dominating, you know, procedures uh, the, the way they want to. So, for me, um, I can't see a surprise. Uh, and again, you know, the Olympics, uh, you know, they just keep uh, growing in confidence and, and certainly doing their part for world rugby, which is beautiful to watch. Yeah, absolutely. They play a, a phenomenal brand of rugby, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to another weekend of, of great international rugby. Brayton Paul says, as always, great to catch up. Uh, we look forward to, to both those matches, and uh, we look forward to chatting yeah. to you again soon. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you, Brad, and thanks for listeners, man. Have a good weekend.